I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. And hopefully you're getting to spend some time with some people you love this week, but maybe you aren't. So I figured I'd give us, and even if you are, you may need a break. We always need a break. Um, Even if you have a wonderful family that is gloriously uncomplicated. I mean, A, who who are you? Um, But B, regardless, you may be uh, spending time in close quarters with people for the first time in a long time. And as you can imagine, my reprieve from any situation, familiar or otherwise, is pop culture and content. So I figured we'd do a little quick Thanksgiving week episode with some suggestions of new, newish, new and newish stuff to watch um, in the days ahead uh, with your family, by yourself, locked in a room with your laptop, or sitting around with, with you know, your grandparents and your parents and your kids and whoever. Anyway, um, we're, it's very exciting times because Selling Sunset is coming back. It's back on November 24th. Um, by the time you listen to this, I probably will have watched every single episode of this show, as I have done since its first season. I really like to get all like, I was into this band before it was cool about Selling Sunset. Sorry, I can't help myself. Um, if you don't know what Selling Sunset is, I mean, you are so lucky because you have multiple seasons to watch of this Netflix reality quote-unquote reality show about high-end real estate agents in Los Angeles, California. Um, they're the Oppenheimer group. Uh, their, their agency is off of Sunset. Um, they sell a lot of stuff in the hills. It is. Uh, it, looks like, it looks like the hills, the show, because it comes from the same production team. So think like super glossy, um, gorgeous shots of LA, aerial shots, like everyone is perfection, like dressed to the nines. Um, it's glossy, glossy, glossy. The musical cues will definitely make you think of the hills and like Laguna, things that I miss very much, which I mean, if you need something like you can always go back and watch the hills, like early days, LC. Oh, so good. Anyway, I digress. The, the new season of this show with Christine Quinn, the bitch, Chris Shell, you know, she's gone on quite an arc. Mary, Davina, the tiny Oppenheimer twins who run this agency. Um, I do not know how much of this, these properties are being actually sold by these people. And I don't give a flying fuck. It doesn't matter. It's candy. It is pure candy. It is so entertaining. Um, I cannot, I cannot wait to watch. So that's November 24th on Netflix. Another thing I'm really excited about is The Beatles Get Back um, on Disney+. Plus. That comes on, on the 25th on Thanksgiving Day. This is um, Peter Jackson's three-part docuseries about the making of the album Let It Be in 1970. Um, the trailer looks amazing. I'll watch anything about The Beatles. That album was initially titled, uh, working titled, Get Back, hence the name, but also, you know, the song. Uh, I can't wait. I mean, Peter Jackson is like 
an incredible director. I'm not a Lord of the Rings person, but like those are well-directed movies. I mean, I've, what I've seen of them, I do not watch them, will not watch them, will never watch them, but I'm happy for all the people who love them. So that is coming. That's on Disney+. Plus. Um, and if you're on Disney+, Plus, you know, you can just, uh, first of all, WandaVision, as I always talk about, and the Taylor Swift Long Pond Sessions. If you're new to like Swifty Land, Long Pond Sessions, where she um, does her folklore songs in, in, at the Long Pond Studio with Aaron Dessner and Jack Antonoff. Uh, it's awesome. And then you can hear her talk about her songwriting process which is always interesting. And as I mentioned before, Miss Americana, her documentary on Netflix. There's also the Reputation uh, concert film. Anyway, I digress. So the Beatles get back November 25th. Then a show that I've already started watching, but um, I'm really enjoying is The Shrink Next Door. That's on Apple TV+. Plus. There are four ups up now. There's a fifth coming this week. I think they drop on Thursdays. This is... um, the show, I, I never listened to the podcast that about the real life story that this is also based on. So I didn't know a ton about it going in, but all I knew was like Wolf Errol, Paul Rudd, Catherine Hahn. You don't have to say anything else to me. Like I'm, I'm all in. Um, but Paul Rudd plays a psychiatrist who is um, manipulating his client, played by Wolf Errol, um, in all sorts of ways, including like financially and um, crossing every professional boundary that you could imagine, but is like also weirdly charming. I mean, you kind of see how this works. And again, it's based on a real story. Not everything in it is true, but um, it's based on real life events. And Catherine Hahn plays Will Ferrell's sister. Um, she is just phenomenal, as she is in everything, but just phenomenal. Um, this it's, it's really funny at, at times, but also, as you can imagine with any of these people, but it's also filled with like so much pain and feeling and, um, you know, the, some darkness, um, Casey Wilson is really also great as, um, Paul Rudd's long suffering wife. Like he's just such a narcissist. It's insane. But yet you're also like, I kind of see how someone like fell under his spell who was like lost and seeking. Um, and it's like the eighties of it all is fantastic. The like costuming and the hair and the music. I mean, throw in some Gloria and like, I'm in like, I almost wanted to get up and start dancing. So highly recommend. I've watched the first four episodes and it's, it's really, really good. Let's see. What else have I watched? Oh, King Richard, the movie that is currently on HBO Max until December 19th. It's also in theaters. But um, this is the Will Smith movie about Richard Williams, um, Serena and Venus's dad, who, you know, I mean, I think if you came of age with with Venus and Serena, as I did, um, they're just a little bit younger than me. but the way Richard Williams was portrayed in the pet in the press was um, not kind. And I think that there is a lot that they felt um, has not been told about their dad and they are producers on this movie. So take that as you will. But I do think that there was a very narrow and racially biased. Certainly. I think if you look back at the way people talked about Richard Williams and the way, 
that he coached his daughters and the way that he handled their careers. And I am all in for getting a different perspective because even watching it then, you could feel like this doesn't seem like I'm getting the full story. I don't know. Um, And Will Smith is playing Richard Williams. He is excellent. Um, It's a big, glossy biopic. I love big, glossy biopics. So do the Oscars. There's going to be multiple campaigns for this movie. Um, Already, Will is is a frontrunner, I think, in a lot of critics' minds. you know, it's there's a really interesting look at, you know, the relationship between Venus and Serena's parents, um, the relationships with their various coaches, one played by Tony Goldwyn and one played by John Bernthal, both of whom are also great. Um, my only note is that it's too long. Uh, I think it could have been shorter, but it was I, it was really great. Uh, you know, it hits those like the beats of a sports movie really well but also has a ton of heart and was just really entertaining too. And if you like tennis, um, if you know about tennis, if you don't know about tennis, you can tell you don't have to know about tennis to watch this movie and be entertained. Um, It's certainly like an interesting look at the building of two of the the greatest athletes of all time and they're growing up and um, their family life and their family values. So Definitely recommend that's on HBO Max and in theaters, but it's only on HBO Max, I believe, until December 19th. That's what they've been doing. Kind of a lot of their theatrical releases, they get a month on HBO Max at the same time that they're in theaters. Then there's a bunch of stuff on my list that I haven't watched yet, but I'm planning to do a ton of just like couching it all weekend long. Um, The Sex Lives of College Girls, which is also on HBO Max, that's produced by Mindy Kaling, and it um, follows four freshmen at a college called Essex in Vermont. Um, I mean, I think the title tells you a lot of things. I've I've heard good things. Again, I have not. I try not to read too much about something that I know I want to watch before I watch it. Um, I cannot wait to relive my own, shall we say, active college life. Um, those were the days. Those were the days. I mean, they were also filled with like an enormous amount of like anxiety and insecurity, but also boldness and fun and freedom and like self-discovery and sexuality, sexual discovery and pers- like personal personality discovery. I mean, all of it. God. And again, I will be forever grateful that I went to college in a time when people did not walk around with cameras in their pockets like we didn't even take digital cameras around when I was in college and it is a blessing like do I wish I had some some more pictures than I do I mean we took pictures but they were just like picture pictures you know but yeah sure but not at this cost of having like too many things documented that should never have been documented and like not having a cell phone like what a blessing like the the texting that I would have done that I would have done. Ooh, oh, it's I just got a chill down my whole body, horrified. I know what I did when texting came to be. And if I had had it when I was 19, no, no, no. Um so yeah, that's on the list. Another a lot of HBO Max. Good for you HBO Max. Um the new season of Love Life. The anthology series um it's been on HBO for a minute, but I just haven't gotten to it yet, and I'm really excited, too. Um, if you didn't watch the first season, 
I highly recommend that as well. It's with Anna Kendrick. It's incredibly charming. So I really expect nothing less of the new season, which um, centers around a character played by William Jackson Harper, who you may know if you watch The Good Place, or he's also um, a supporting role in Midsommar, my favorite creepy movie that takes place in the light, (laughs) starring Florence Pugh. So that one I'm very excited about. I will be going to the theater to see House of Gucci. Like, got to do it. Uh, It's just in theaters. Gaga had me at Father Son House of Gucci and that spoon in the tea. Like, when we saw that, it was like, done. Like, I don't care whether the movie's good or not. I Again, I haven't read full reviews. I have gathered that everyone thinks she's very good in it and that the movie is not as good as she is. I, I don't care. Am I annoyed that Jared Leto looks like that in this movie? Yes, I am. I am not annoyed about him in all his like transparent Gucci shirts and velvet and whatnot on this press tour. It's great. Love it. Um, I cannot wait to see Gaga chew up the scenery in this movie. I am excited. Very, very excited. And another movie that I'm going to watch this weekend is Tick, Tick, Boom. That one is on Netflix. It's the autobiographical musical of um, Jonathan Larson's life, starring Andrew Garfield, directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda. Um, Jonathan Larson, for those who don't know, um, famously wrote Rent and died suddenly just before its first off-Broadway preview. So this um, is sure to be like very touching, and I've heard very good things about uh, Andrew Garfield's performance so hopefully that's a list of stuff that can keep you busy um over these next few days and into the rest of the holiday season when you need a minute for yourself and then i will be right back with um a few things i'm grateful for right now You know, I am grateful for so much this year. Um, it would be hard to list every single thing. Um, but it's been um, a tough year for so many people, a good year for many people. You know, it's been a complicated year. Um, and the year's not even over. We'll do end of year stuff. Like, we'll do a little bit of that at the end of the year. But um, some, some, we have Notesian things that I'm grateful for right now, like what I was thinking of before I recorded this. Uh, Taylor's 10 Minute All Too Well, hitting number one on the Billboard charts, making it the longest song in history to ever do so. And uh, she's charting 26 songs in the top 100 this week. So all the haters, you can just take that and do with it what you will. I guess I should say it's a 10 minute, 13 second song. I told you earlier, like 13 is Taylor's favorite number. It pops up all the time. So, of course, she made this song 10 minutes and 13 seconds because she's a genius. And I also, weirdly, I belted out the entirety of American Pie, which was the former longest number one just yesterday when I was driving home for Pilates. Um, Also, yay for all those Grammy noms forevermore. And also for Taylor's pop culture daughter, younger sister, Olivia Rodrigo. Congrats to her, too. We'll talk more about the Grammys when we get closer. Um, 
I'm grateful for Harry Styles. I mean, obviously, generally, but for Harry Styles shouting out his therapist on stage at his show in L.A. Uh, he was like, you know, my ther- the most L.A. Th- and probably the most L.A. thing that will ever come out of my mouth. My therapist is here tonight. And he was like laughing. And then she, he was just like, now do you understand? And that, frankly, is a question that I ask a lot of people about this man constantly. But, you know, I love normalizing therapy. It's very important that we talk about it and don't be afraid to talk about it. There's nothing embarrassing about it. Of course, I immediately sent the clip to my own therapist. Duh. Um, I am grateful for Kyle Kuzma's giant um, pink sweater, which you've probably seen on the internet. NBA player Kyle Kuzma. Um, it was huge. I mean, like, like can't imagine. He's not a small person and just like sleeves down to here, like down to his knee. It's a, I love the proportions. I would love to have a sweater that big. I would like to own that particular sweater. I had this giant Margiela for H&M turtleneck for years from back when they did that collab, which was like, gosh, 2013, I think. Um, and it was like the longest turtleneck. It was so long. It was navy. And then the sleeves hung down. Like it was meant to be like that, kind of the way Cal Kuzma's sweater was. Oh, it's gone missing. But I think of it wistfully and often miss that sweater so much. But I'm grateful for Kyle Kuzma and that pink one. I am also grateful for Justin Kirk showing up on Succession, even if he's an evil fascist. I love Justin Kirk. Uh, The charisma, the acting skills, the toe being dipped into the silver fox waters. Like I'm all in. I love him. He could do anything. I think he's phenomenal. Um, speaking of Andrew Garfield again, I am grateful for his appearance on Stephen Colbert this week and the very beautiful way he talked about grief. Um, I hadn't realized this, but he recently lost his mom and his family was in the audience and he talked to Stephen about how art helps him heal and helps him sew up the wounds. and then. You know, when Stephen asked him about his mom and he started to tear up a little bit and he was like, I, I just want to, you know, I'm, I'm not quoting him directly, but he was like, you know, I love I love talking about my mom. So even if I cry, that doesn't mean I don't love talking about her. She was like my favorite person. And I know that's how I feel. And I know that's how a lot of people feel when they talk about someone that they've lost that has died. Um, or if they hear if someone tells me a story that I've never heard about my mom. It sometimes makes me tear up, but it's like, I'm so happy to hear it. And I'm so happy to talk about her. And I loved the way that he spoke about it so beautifully. I would um, highly recommend looking up the clip. Um, and I, I, I just think the more, again, like normalizing therapy, normalize talking about grief. Um, it's really important. And it, it reminded me of a beautiful conversation that Stephen Colbert who is someone who has had immense grief in his life and spoken about it often and, and wonderfully and um, eloquently as well. But he, this clip of him with Keanu Reeves, where he asked him like, what do you think happens when we die? Keanu Reeves. And Keanu says, I know the ones who love us will miss us. And if that isn't just like the simplest, purest, loveliest truth, like the feminine urge to big spoon that man, is it's tremendous um god bless keanu like really but you know 
we'll get back to him in a second. But just I know the holidays can be really hard for a lot of people. And if you're right in the middle of like the beginnings of grief, they're even harder. And I get it. And just know that you'll get through it like you will. I promise. And if a comfort TV show or a podcast or an album or whatever helps you, find it. Do whatever you need to do. Um, And that is the end of me being really sappy. But I don't care. You know, we're all about big feelings on this show, too. Um, But as ever, grateful for Keanu. Grateful for his kindness. Grateful for those Esquire pictures. The cover story. If you haven't seen those, do yourself a favor. Uh, Really excited to be entering a Keanu press cycle for the new Matrix movie. Uh, That story that um, I read about it in the cut first um, about him taking Sandy Bullock truffles and champagne because she'd never had them back in the day. Like when she was new and uh, he just showed up on his motorcycle at her house and then let him paint, uh, let her paint his nails black. He's like a, a king among, among men. Like every story about Keanu is better than the one before. Like he is, he is the best of us. Um, of course, I am so grateful for my friends and family who are truly the best and they have to put up with this fucking craziness of me. And all of my obsessions and opinions and loudness and over-talking and all of it. They've been doing it for a long, long time. And I love them all dearly. Um, And to Timothy Griggs, who is my sound guru and my editor and without whom the show does not exist. Thank you. I am so grateful for you. And, of course, for all of you, anyone who listens to this show who has listened to even one minute of this show I, you guys are awesome like it's incredible a special knowing nod of the head to the coven of psychos it's been an intense couple months i know i know we've been through it we've been through it but really um when i started the show i hoped people would a few people would listen and i'm so glad that the people who do find some joy in it because i still find so much joy and making it uh, every week. And I hope you all have like an amazing Thanksgiving and you watch some stuff and have lots of laughs and eat lots of food. And if you drink, drink. And if you smoke, smoke. And if you don't, you just do what you do and you get some time to chill. And, you know, if you want, I will, uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram at Abby C. Gardner. Or at We Have Notes on TikTok at We Have Notes on Twitter at Abby Gardner and the newsletter. Well, I am going to do a newsletter on Friday too. So if you need a little something, something, I will send that out on Friday and you can subscribe at wehavenotes.substack.com. And then I'll be back next week with a regular episode. Uh, again, I hope that you all have a wonderful, wonderful Thanksgiving. And uh, I adore you. You're the best. Thanks so much. Talk to you soon.